Who's got Hepsi? Who's got Hepsi? Dylan does. No. Dylan does. No. Who's got Hepsi? Who's got Hepsi? Dylan does. No. Dylan does. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the Wrestler Review headquarters, which is either John's place or my place, and it's John's place this time. We are in a place where I only shit in ladies' bags. Ooh, Chavo! That's how you know who it is. It's Chavo. Nope. Randy <laughs> Orton, everybody. That's right. We are doing the inspiration for the character Kerwin White. It's Randy Orton. Closing out Asshole August and also closing out our stra- our chain of theme months. Really? We're not going to do uh, Suspicious September? Or Sedgious September? Sedgious September? Or Succulent September? Salty September. What about... Um, uh, obvious October, nice November. What about what's the one for dead? We just do really dead, dead rest. December, dead December, dead December. Yeah, these are these alliterations are popping off at the rest. Decaying of the December. Place. All right, let's talk about it. We're talking about Randy Orton. Randy Orton is literally a child's drawing of a bag of shit human being. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is the leader of a gang. Uh, he's a leader of not a gang. He's a leader of a group of bullies at your school who throws a cigarette at your feet, and then Dave Batista laughs and calls you a pussy. No, like Dave Batista is the guy that like he was a bully and then joined the drama club, and then they're like, "You get out of here, <laughs> you get out of here, you queer." And he's like, "Actually, you guys would technically be the ones doing something that would much more be closer to homosexuality much than more me." Be, much more be, oh, it I'm is. God. It is Dave Batista after all. He's not that good at talking. He did dress in that blue Batista getup anyway. I mean that blue tease to get up. I really want to do an episode because I don't know. I I don't know why people rag on that get up. Uh, Neither do I. I really like it. The last six months of Dave of Batista in WWE, and then the last uh, the last six months of Batista in WWE, and then his second run where, where he finally turned heel. He was like the best annoying heel ever because the rock whenever the rock would be like on the hollywood heel people like kind of liked him but because batista you could tell like batista's like even the backstage stuff like what the backstage stuff you know about him he lost he lost a fight to booker t he lost a fight to booker t he, he stole john morrison's girlfriend and he has a huge wide cock wide <laughs> fat 40 year old man dick oh and also he cheated on his wife who had cancer a bunch of times. Whatever. <laughs> you don't know the circumstances. No, no. He talks about it in his book. He was like, I was on the road and she was at home fighting cancer. It's hard to resist the temptations on the road. Like The circumstances were, I like new pussy. She had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I like new pussy. She had cancer. The Dave Batista story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that really sucks. But then he blames it goes to blame it on his like absentee father or whatever. But we're talking about Batista. We're, we're talking, talking about, about Randy Orton. Who does not Orton, you can use that everybody. Who does not blame his bad behavior on any Randy Randy Orton Randy Orton doesn't see it as bad behavior. He sees everyone else as being lame. Yeah, Randy Orton, son of uh Bob Orton Jr. Bob or- Ace Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. and Bob Orton Sr. Also- and his uncle, Barry Orton. And Barry is the best name for someone who sucks. <laughs> oh, God. Barry Orton? I don't know. Has there been a successful Barry? Darso? Um, the guy who played uh, Dame Edna Everidge. Part what? You know Dame Edna? Or, yeah, Dame Edna? The drag queen? Yeah. That guy, that actor's name is Barry. Barry Humphreys. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> what a fucking loser name. <laughs> If your fa- if your name and is your name is Dylan Gott. Yeah, baby. It's stuck in your throat. 
Yeah, because the G likes to O and your TTs. Nah, I mean. All right. Randy Orton, the only reason he... They've rewritten the wellness policy for this guy. He got dishonorably discharged from the Marines and was so disrespectful that when they went to make the movie The Marine 2, the Navy blocked him from starring in it. Yeah. Um, Evidently... He still has a Marine tattoo, though. Which is bizarre, because I feel like that'd be like... like because you know that he's probably one of those guys like, Marines. I got like a grade 10 art class tattoo. Yeah, but he's probably just yelling, mar- <laughs> wait a minute, how many times did you get kicked out of grade 10 art class? I just didn't do it. What do you mean? Why I don't know, man. They would always just be like, here's your homework. And I'd be like, not for me, bud. What? <laughs> Why didn't you just do drama in grade 10? I thought it was, uh, everyone in drama was super annoying. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this is the t- uh, push and pull of... My interests were, like, I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian, <gasps> but I didn't like the drama kids. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, can everyone shut up loud, annoying dicks? <laughs> I am going to go to school with the ponytail to get attention. So that's why me and my friend Paul overtook all the drama kids and, for example, made them, you know, do plays Suck that- your dicks. Do plays At that we- At gunpoint. <laughs> Not gunpoint. Randy Orton style. It wasn't a gun. Um, Did someone explain why one diarrhea shit and one real healthy shit are in this woman's bag? <laughs> <laughs> Funny stuff, right? RKO out of nowhere. RKO out of nowhere. Who's smoking inside and wrote this note that said, I'm smoking inside because you're the gay one? <laughs> <laughs> My, it, there's a lot of great Randy Wood stuff. Let's get to, uh, let, yeah, uh, let's, uh, is there anything else on his military history that you know about other than like... Why was he dishonorably discharged? Like, I think it was pills. Like, other like the guy loves drugs. It just says disobeying orders from his commanding officer, so that could be anything. Yeah, the, the, I the, could see Randy. Orton. There was talk of I him see going. Randy Orton just being like that dismissive of someone that you're like, "Fuck you, you fucking dick," and kicking him out. Yeah, and you're literally your reason for like kicking him out of the army would be like, I don't know, it's just his voice. <laughs> yeah, it's just his fucking face, his fucking dickish face. Yeah. Um, I also do not really fault him. He was raised by Roddy Piper's crazy friend. Like, his dad was the guy that everyone else in the locker room was like, don't drink with that guy. He's crazy. The one guy that was like, Roddy Piper was like, oh, God, this guy again. Well, I mean. One time they went to a Mexican restaurant. They Uh drank the place out of tequila. Say no more. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) They drank the place out of tequila. Bob, uh, Bob Cowboy Ace Horton. By the way, they were in Ace Horton's hometown that he okay. inexplicably had a hotel at. Because yeah. I'm not going to go see my family. Uh, <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah. Um, they end up driving. The way Randy Roddy Piper tells the story, it doesn't really make any sense. And then it's like, of course it so we're driving along and suddenly the car's just stuck on the train tracks, but not like over this way, but like running parallel to the tracks. Yeah. And then a train's coming, so we're like, uh-oh. So we just left the car, and we got back to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so we just left the car on the highway. We barely lit it on fire. Yeah, then we got back to the hotel. There's all these cops there. And uh, Bob, he runs upstairs and goes into his room. And I hadn't checked in yet, so what I do is I start talking to the police officers. And they don't like me, and I don't like them, and they're not really sure. And so Bob gets up to his room, and he's getting ready for bed, but he can hear us talking. And he's so drunk, he doesn't realize he's part of the problem. So he goes to his door. And he just yells, Hey, would you shut the fuck up? (laughs) (laughs) 
not really understanding that he didn't have his hotel room key because he was naked. So the police come and they arrest him and they arrest me, but they don't take Bob in because he had a room at the hotel, so they take me to jail and charge me with destroying the car except it was Bob's car and he admitted to it later. That's crazy. Well, it makes sense that, pardon me, it makes sense that, like, Randy Orton was, he's, it's weird to have been an entitled carny. Like, can you imagine if the guy ran the ball game at your local, like, fair, and then he had a son who was, like, a, like a dick, and you were like, how are you being a dick, man? Your dad makes $40 a day. He's like, yeah, but if you want, if you want a tiger, you're going to have to be nice to my dad. Yeah. Hey, my dad's been wearing a cast for four years, so how about you show me your pussy, or I'll shit on something you love. Do you have a house that's so gay? I get to ride this tilt world. All the time for free. <laughs> Why is Randy Orton suddenly an incredibly camp, catty woman? Because that's how I see him being like, I smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the other cigarettes thing. Cigarettes and booze. <laughs> that's for bowling. For, for Columbine. Columbine. Something that I did. Some cigarettes and some booze. <laughs> something I did not find funny until Dylan and a guy named Tim Torch pointed it out. <laughs> then when asked, like, someone broke into your house and you still leave your door unlocked, he's like, yeah, they just took some cigarettes and some booze. <laughs> cigarettes and booze. And that's supposed to be like, Canada is an oasis. Some cigarettes and this. <laughs> yeah, this guy has so many cigarettes that you could steal them from his house while he's not there. Didn't put a fucking dent in it, tell you that much. <laughs> this is northern Ontario. What he didn't know is, my house is cigarettes. Yeah, what he my was, bed is booze. What he's unaware of is, I live near a native reserve. So every day, I pay one loony to get a bag of 24 native cigarettes. <laughs> um... Uh, Randy Orton actually started uh, in the year 2000, uh, which he started for Sam Muschnick's St. Louis group. Ooh, baby. That's because your daddy loves you. And uh, my fa- my personal favorite, he wrestled for the promotion for one month where he shared uh, where he shared the ring with wrestlers such as Ace Strange and Mark Bland. And I just want to say, if you wrote Mark Randy Orton... Bland. <laughs> if you wrote Randy Orton's uh, Wikipedia... Uh, profile, then I'll throw this out there. Uh, either you know A. Strange and Mark Bland, <laughs> or well, you, you don't, and those were the silliest names you could find. Either way, my hat's off to you, my friend. I got. I guarantee you Mark Bland had something, because only the guy whose ring name was Mark Bland <laughs> will include the name Mark Bland. I like the idea of a guy named Mark Bland. I really hope his character was just like, headlock. Just beige. switching to a Nope, stay with the headlock. Yeah, beige trunks. He gets on the microphone. Uh, if everyone could just keep the chatter to a dull <laughs> minimum, I need to focus on my sleeper holds. His uh, what would his theme song be? Just like whatever, whatever, like the peripheral hit is. That, you know what I mean? Like you know those songs where you're like, what the fuck is this song? And someone's like, like I find that this happens with people who are like twelve and thirteen. Do you re- and you remember every single thing on the radio because it's like that special time where you're like i'm going through puberty yeah but i can't like but i'm not cool so i can't touch a boo-boo yet or a pee-pee yeah that was well into your 20s and well into my teens accurate comment accurate 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 um, yeah, but you've you've rocked into your thirties. Good lord! But like he would come out to Age of if Electric. If your penis had a nickname, it would be Black Ladies Need Apply. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, deleting that. Um, yeah, he just keeps coming out to the band The Watchmen. <laughs> 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 
which Jacob Dylan track is Mark Bland coming yeah. out? Ladies and gentlemen, please uh, please welcome Mark Bland and then just the Wallflowers play <laughs> with one headline. Holy shit, is this Leonard Skinner? Oh, it's the train cover of Leonard Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's just always disappointing. Um, so he, he learned from the great Mark Bland. I'm sure Mark Bland took him aside and said, here's how you do promos, Randy. You're good. You got a great look. And you're pretty athletic in the ring. What you need to do is make the audience indifferent for seven years. Um, so he gets to the 2001. He signs a developmental deal with OVW uh, during that really great OVW period where they did have Batista, Cena, Cena. Mr. Anderson, Kennedy or whatever. Uh, Lesnar. Lesnar. Sheldon Benjamin, just basically like, this is when Jim Ross ran talent. This is when Jim Ross was just like, we don't have a territory system, that's fine. I've scoured the earth and found all these people. Don't worry, they will get you through the drought, which will be every year after I am subsequently leave, and then I'm fired for Ric Flair being drunk, because Triple H wants to be Ric Flair and doesn't want to be me, even though I'm the only reason this company still exists. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do a mi fair to middling podcast and mostly talk about Sonic Ice Tea. <laughs> well, I, I love I love Jr. Uh, and he did have a keen understanding of this because Randy Orton really was this uh, the first. You know how they've tried this a thousand times, where it's like he's the second, third generation yeah. guy, and he's a dick. He was the first guy they did that with, and it now worked. They've done that a hundred. It's also that he has like they've literally because they don't do what they used to do. Which is like Jake the Snake Roberts, obviously second generation wrestler, wrestler but they changed his name to Roberts, and it was like a it was a secondary thing that he was a second generation. Yeah, they, and because it's also you wouldn't want to know like the Fed never bought. You can't fucking Cody Rhodes, Ted DiBiase, who else to do with? Oh, well, they, they after Randy that Orton, was, that was I mean there was, was a spat. Thing. It was Cody Rhodes, Ted DiBiase. The problem was also what the fuck are you doing? Change his name to R Billy DiBiase. Don't also have him be Ted DiBiase Jr. Because now he's just literally the living personification of the new rock of, of a top ten, I'm not going to say wrestler of all time, but memorable wrestler of all time. He's he's one of the heels that everyone remembers from their first memories of wrestling. Because exactly, he yeah. It, yeah, you're basically saying this is the, oh, you know, it's it's a lot like, do you remember the TV show James Bond Jr. when you were a kid? Not only do I remember it, I had all the toys because there was a sale at my local Toys R Us. Plus there was a sale on James Bond Jr. And every figure was a dollar. Yo. And I bought them all. For a dollar. Because there was like, I think, because I remember I like saved up my allowance to buy like two X-Men figures. And then I walk in there and it's like every James Bond Jr. and the car. And it was like 20 bucks. And I was like... This is a fucking deal. <laughs> Man, I used to love action figures. I, I, I. Sorry, I was just scratching my dick shaft while I was saying that, and then I was like, "Ooh, that really fucking satisfied me." Uh, it's really weird because he has to get the tiniest crab to do it. Yeah, I got it. What? Tiny little dick shaft. Oh, baby dick. It's weird that I have a tiny dick shaft, but still massive loads. <laughs> yeah, I have huge loads. Do you? Uh yeah, so if when I rain, it's just because my loads are going through a strainer. Um, when I rain, it's uh noon and it's too early somehow for me. <laughs> Do you remember that tsunami <laughs> that was about eight years ago? Yeah, I remember dropping that, that load. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, because everyone could see where it was going. Um, loads mean come. Amount of come. <laughs> just to catch everyone up. 
I just uh, want to point out, everyone, yes, my father listens to this show. No, he has not broached the topic of how often we talk about our fat loads. I imagine your father would listen to it on an iPhone, but just be looking at a radio <laughs> as if the noise is coming out of the radio. And just turn it up like, oh, my, yeah. so- my son's on CFRP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe he's on Choom. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new Easy Rock. Mm, um, so Randy Orton uh, in That Kim Mitchell can rot in hell. <laughs> Oh, fuck. If you guys want to talk local Toronto uh, um, radio, I got a lot of time to make fun of Kim Mitchell. If you, uh, let's just take a moment. Randy Orton, if you're listening to the show, which why wouldn't you be? If you want to actually deliver an RKO, and I mean in the way that would break someone's neck. The Randy neck, Knockout. <laughs> do it to Kim Mitchell. Legitimately the worst musical performer that's ever existed on the planet. It's not that's not my problem with him. All right, so Kim Mitchell is this Canadian. Uh, he's a Canadian artist, and he did what a lot of people do, uh, which is be terrible. Like, a, a la like I think this one's syndicated, but Little Steven's Garage, who's uh, who's Alice Cooper of, also has one yeah, called Alice Cooper yeah, Nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. like a, the E Street Band guy. Uh, what he'll do is he has like what a lot of older musicians do is they become specialty radio DJs in a syndicated environment, and then they play a bunch of other songs they like. But where Kim Mitchell, where other people don't do this, Kim Mitchell does, he plays himself once every five songs, essentially. Yeah. And he has two hits. Both so of them. So it's just patio lanterns over and over and over again. And basically. Might as well go for a soda and patio lanterns. But might as well go for a soda is legitimately the biggest bag of shit song. I would rather, I'm going to say this, I would rather be raped than ever have to listen to that song again. Wow. But if you just went for a soba, so, soda, nobody would hurt and nobody would cry, John. I fucking hate you. I yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. hate Kim I don't Mitchell. understand how he got popular other than... Canadian, uh, Canada has Canadian content rules. <laughs> and uh, what they do is they just play people because they're Canadian. Yeah. It's like, you know how com- people complain, uh, used to complain about affirmative action in the States? It's like... I've never that. said that people complain about that. People shouldn't. No, people should complain about affirmative action. Oh, because you hate black people. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm, you know what else hates black people already? Randy Orton. Came up in 2002 as uh, your classic, uh, I'm excited to be here. I just surfed here on my self-esteem. Yeah. Those guys. Just to let you know that I'm here with positivity. I don't know who shit in that woman's bag. Couldn't have been me, though. Time for a well-delivered dropkick. Punch. Punch. I'm excited. Yeah. Third punch. He's down. I'm even more excited. There's one of two types of jobbers in the WWF. One is guy who looks like he just loaded a truck. Other is youthful gentleman who gives the thumbs up at the camera. Oh, good times. And Randy Orton was very much that, like, glad for the opportunity. Hope everyone has a nice evening and drinks responsibly at the concession stand. <laughs> Little did they know that that would segue. Gelled, in- gelled up tips, though. And this is the special time where we're only going to get a talk uh, to talk about this for a moment, where his finishing move was the overdrive. Yeah, I didn't even know what that was. Did you look at what it was? I did. All right, Can so you describe it, please? I will try and describe it. Please jump in if you have better words to use. Um, he puts his leg over the man's head, all a la the rocker dropper. Yeah. the rocker dropper, you would just drop down so the man's face hits the mat, which makes kind of sense. Uh, what Randy would do is he would take the man's uh, arm, who he is then holding, and do a, what would you say, counterclockwise turn. Basically, meaning the ma- meaning that the impact is the man's back of so the man's back uh, neck is on the back of Randy's knee, which then hits the mat, and the man's knocked out from the shock of being under Randy's knee. 
it sort of seemed like a famouser meets a barrel roll. It was it was it the playmaker? Is the playmaker just that? Who's was the playmaker? MVP. I think MVP's move was the playmaker, and that was it. And everyone was like, "This sucks," because they they gave it to MVP because I guess they hated him. Because <laughs> that's the only reason you would give a guy that move. Why would you debut a guy where his move is that his yeah. knee hits the ground? Well, it literally looks like the, the overdrive. It looks like the other guy is like, "I don't want to be a wrestler anymore, so I'm doing this now." And the yeah, other guy yeah. just reacts somewhat well to it. Ugh. Yeah. Well, he had a basically. How his entire gimmick now is he has a cool finishing move. He had a shit one. Um, but then he does that uh, shoulder injury, uh, which is which is the birth of Randy Orton as we know him. Mm. Uh, where he's injured, and then he's giving updates on his shoulder, and he t- gradually turns into a bit of a jerk, doesn't he? <laughs> and then they bring him in with... They're after his shoulder injury, he joins Evolution. It is e- a mystery. Evolution. Evolution is a mystery. Mr. My favorite, thing, <laughs> my favorite thing about listening to all the Lemmy songs is the one time that they got him to play live. And he didn't know the words he to he the game. Know the words. He doesn't know the words to any of his songs, I don't think. No, he knows Motorhead words. He's talking about the Motorhead songs. But that guy has written... But which one is the one where he just goes, like, the game, the my game? Girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend uh, had a very good observation, which is Lemmy's just a, like everyone's like, what a rock and roller, but he's just a guy with OCD. Yeah. So he's probably just like... Like, this guy's so rock and roll, look at him. He's like, drink a shot of whiskey, make an album, fix the stove. Is the stove fixed? Is the stove fixed? Drink a lot of whiskey, make an album. Is the stove fixed? Is the stove fixed? And that's like every eight seconds. Well, anyone who dealt with him, they were like, he was really interesting, but it was also, there was no, like, we're doing it this way. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. He was like, no. (laughs) And, like, I will say this about Motorhead, which I do appreciate. I love that they did wrestling theme songs. And... But I don't like that they included the Evolution song on their albums. Did they? Yeah. Line in the Sand, bracket, Evolution. Evolution is a mystery. mystery. Well, I mean, at that point, if you're Motorhead, you're just like, let's release an album. These get, these nerds are going to buy it. So he just has that old shoulder injury. He comes back. Uh, Evolution was a brilliant move. couple of problems with it. One, they didn't let Ric Flair talk for two years as a result. I understand, though. Can I may, if if this makes any sense? The function of that group is almost like you have Triple H, and you need like thugs to help Triple H for that character at the time. Yes. So it was the best Triple H has ever been because that's what Triple H should I be. I don't think so. I completely. Well, but you love fucking mustache Triple H. Oh, you like shaved head Triple H? He's got a suit. No, that was Mustache Triple H. No, that, that wasn't. That was Triple H trying to be everything he's ever wanted to be. That was Triple H he trying has, to be right, Ric no, Flair. He has, all right, so he already has Harley Race's moves and the pedigree. Yeah. That's Harley Race's moves and the pedigree. That's when he had the fucking no T. Lemmy's. That's when he had. No, 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 no. No, no, that is, no, that no is he was clean he shaved first. He gets the no T after he loses to Chris Benoit at uh, WrestleMania 20, building exactly. into WrestleMania 21. Yeah. And but he he, nobody, no and he's trying to be Ric Flair at the same time. Those are, he's trying. He's Lemmy. You're combining no, evolution. You're no, wrong. He's the nature You're fucking wrong. Harley Killmeister. No, he starts as Harley Killmeister. Yeah. Then he loses to Chris Benoit, and then transitions into Ric Flair Killmeister for the Randy Orton program that he then fucks up so badly that then switch it to Batista. 
It's so weird to think this guy, everyone hates him so much, but he's just basically like a blown up nerd. He's not blown he's just a nerd. He's just a fucking like just so happy to be bored, guys. He just likes three things. He's like exact he Yeah, damn titties and, and wrestling. probably have a lot in common. Yeah, you both love tits. No, I think Triple H is, and that we're, I'm not the first person to say this, and not even the first podcast to say this, but I legit think that Triple H is just into Amazons. <laughs> like, everyone looks like, why did Triple H date China? I'm assuming that's what he's into. Like, there's yeah. dudes who are into that look, and Triple H is 100% into And that. look, at, like, Stephanie is like also... in his eyes, China, China and Stephanie, he was probably like, I assume, this is what I assume, is like, it's nice to be... <laughs> And I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say he. I'm not gonna say that he slept his way in the family. I'm just gonna say this. I'm assuming he was like, you know how if, if anyone out there has dated a girl who was hot but insane. Yeah. And then you go to a girl who's like still attractive but just sane, and you can actually like, oh, I feel I don't have anxiety. That's what Stephanie in China was. He probably thought saw China as like, well, I've already dated the most attractive woman that could possibly. And then she did a bunch of weird shit to her face, which I didn't like. And now, uh, now I've just got to make this, uh, this get the, my boss's daughter work out. There was also the time when, um, on Howard Stern, China talked about how she like uh, Triple H liked her to fuck him in the ass with a strap on, and then the WWE did not come on the show for five years. On Howard Stern? Yeah. Evolution is a mystery. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Triple H is into pegging. Ah. <laughs> um, but Randy Orton, this is okay. a great way to build people because, like, it's an absolutely great way to build people. But no, but going back to the Ric Flair thing, your point yeah. of what you're saying is it builds them. My point is, he would have been better on the mic. He didn't need to be in the ring with like the Batista tag team and that sort of stuff. He yeah. needed to be the JJ Dillon. They could have put a fourth guy with, if it had been Shelton Benjamin as well. Which I know it's so it's two new guys, but it's the high flyer new guy, the blue chipper, the fucking thug enforcer animal Batista, and Triple H, and then J and then Ric Flair is the JJ Dillon role. It would have been amazing. Obviously, they wouldn't have you done that. You stick Rick with Rick with Shelton makes a lot of sense. Rick with Shelton makes a lot of sense because so Batista never never really like got interviewing. Rain like never really got promos. Randy Orton it was a boring promo. In a way that, like, you can see he was kind of trying to do Jake the Snake, but he doesn't have, like, the life experience Jake the Snake does to do that character. But Shelton Benjamin just flat out was kind of, like, dead in the water, and, like, he's an athlete. Like, he's a boring athlete guy. Yeah. And he's amazing, and that's why Ric Flair would have helped Shelton Benjamin, because you didn't need Flair... No, because Batista... You didn't need Flair to outshine Orton and Batista, where people would look and be like, why doesn't just Flair do all the fucking talking? Because you're not going to move forward with a manager, you just need... Having Flair travel with Orton and Batista and tell them about like how to do promos and stuff like that is just as good. I mean, it's a bit like Michael Jordan telling you how to do a jump shot, where it's like, well, I don't know how you do a jump shot. I just you just don't stop. Doing yeah. It. Also, I don't think Ric Flair's helping talking to them anything. Hey, Rick, how do I do a promo? The year was nineteen sixty-seven. I just showed a woman my cock. <laughs> <laughs> And then I fucked Arn, and I fucked Tolly, and I fucked, woo, JJ. Because yeah. <laughs> they were women to me. Because I'm a man, damn it. So we'll skip ahead to uh, basically Orton held the Intercontinental for seven, uh, title for seven months. This is once again another thing where it's like, okay, but we really like Randy Orton, so we're going to do everything right because we know how to do everything right. You know what I mean? Yes, and they and they actually make a couple a couple of things don't work in the way that they you th- you think they would have worked. One thing in particular, but we'll get. To I'm that. interested to see what your one thing is because mine one thing is a bit controversial. Ooh, 
Okay. Well, we get the Intercontinental title reign. Um, he loses the Intercontinental title. He's a seven-month reign, and it's like the longest reign in like seven years. Oh, they fucking will not stop talking about it. They keep talking like, yeah. he's the new Honky Tonk Man, and I still love that the Honky Tonk Man is the longest reigning Intercontinental. That's insane, isn't it? You think they would just stick it on Kalisto for like two years just to be like, fucking, I hate, we hate this guy. <laughs> like, we hate this fucking. They will never wash that Elvis impersonator out of their hair. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, seven months Intercontinental title, and then he becomes the number one contender for the World Heavyweight title, leading to him beating Chris Benoit and the breakup of... He did not beat Chris Benoit. He oh, yes, he did. Sorry, I, th- I heard Chris... I pictured Chris Jericho when you said business. He shook Chris. his hand and called him a man. Yes, he did. And then he showed him a picture of Nancy and said, Soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! And then he got a boner in the ring. <laughs> he got a boner. Then they teamed Jack. It was a really weird way to yeah, end yeah. summer. They jacked sli- off into each other's dicks and made a big cum bubble. Yeah, they docked, but the, the cum went inside <laughs> of Chris Benoit. And he had to go to the hospital because I don't know if you know yeah, this, but yeah. if another man's cum comes inside of you, you just die. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what Pat Robertson told us. No, no, not in the asshole. It's fine. That's natural. But if it comes in the penis hole, not good. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's really cool. We should. Uh, if you guys have wiki doctor, look yeah. that up. If and you guys, or and if it doesn't say it, edit the document. <laughs> yeah. If you guys could put that in the wiki doctor, because I just, as a doctor, I haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> as uh, a real doctor, I'm a doctor. Um, they so put the title on them, and they also begin the legend killer later legend destroyer gimmick. No, the legend killer was before that. I skipped that. No, because uh, he does the legend killer while he's in evolution, and uh, that this is the yes, no, I'm the exact same way they got over not the exact same way they got over Triple H, but they definitely they pull old Cactus out of retirement. One more match for Cactus. This is what uh, I'm saying. I did not think it worked the way that uh, because Mick Foley talks about how because you can't do the same thing twice. It's 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 so clearly the same thing, right down to the fact where like they have barbed wire and tacks. And in it's that like intercontinental match. It also like going to WrestleMania, and he's supposed to get revenge. Yeah. At WrestleMania twenty, they just try to do the same fucking thing. This is like, this is Vince McMahon's first run through of like, I'm the Booker, and I'm doing the exact same thing that I hired people. Like I'm, I don't have any new ideas. No, he doesn't. And it's just it was bad. The Royal Rumble spot, and it's one of my favorite Royal Rumbles, which is Chris Benoit almost getting eliminated every ten seconds and doing crazy ass shit to get through. Yeah. And you don't think you do, you cannot telegraph that he's going to win that match. Yeah. Even when watching it, you're like, you wouldn't book the winner to do that. Like he doesn't ever look strong until the very end. Really? Because that's what that's the pretty much the formula for Money in the Bank. That's the formula for Money in the Bank. The but formula not for Money in the Bank is like everyone gets their high spots in. The winner usually gets to do his finishing move off the top of the ladder, but then most of the time is just sitting down and then runs up gets the thing at the end nah mate I agree but the Royal Rumble it's usually in the last five years is gentleman comes into the ring midway through Rumble sashays through a through gentleman wins match yeah they, and that's how they usually do it. Like, watch the Hulk Hogan Royal Rumbles. He comes in at 25. But that's Hulk Hogan, though. I'm agreeing, but they've literally been doing that they same They probably spot. had the bot. We're like, hey, Hogan, we sh- you should do a pump-up spot. Nah, not this time. I'm going to big boot everybody. Who's the most over? Big boot, big boot, big boot, bye-bye. Yeah. Lariat, Lariat, Lariat. That's... Ex-Obama, ex-Obama, ex-Obama. <laughs> um, so that cactus thing, it sort of works getting him over. The one thing that Randy Orton does have an advantage that we have not talked about is the RKO. 
is such a fucking great finishing move. This is when he does start doing the RKO. As well, his first theme song is so fucking catchy that it, it as a packaging, you really fucking like it. Hey, there's nothing, nothing you can say. Name out on a what you done to me. It was a really good song. It's a good, it's a good fucking song, and it packages so it makes it memorable. Why yeah. the fuck they gave him that fucking new song? I'll never fucking know. I like it. No, you don't. I do. I didn't like it at first, and I love it now. And it makes and it makes sense to like, because uh, the first song is the basically, the first song is his first character. His first character is like, I'm a cocky young uh, upstart who uh, doesn't even care what you say to me. And, uh, and then his second one is, uh, I'm Jake. I'm ripped Jake the Snake. <laughs> I hear voices in my head. I'm a, I'm a psychopath who's Jake the Snake, and uh, but I don't have a snake, and I'm less cool than Jake the Snake. Yeah. I hear voices in my head because barbiturates have that side effect. I'm clinically addicted. But he becomes the uh, youngest world heavyweight champion because Brock, Brock Lesnar left the company, and they hated him right that then. Uh, so he wins the world heavyweight title. And this begins the Randy Orton babyface title run, which is when they first learned one month. But they will say, "I will sorry." But I will say this: um, he. This is the time when they actually, like, if this was now, they would have made this four months long, because this is exactly what happened with Roman Reigns. Oh my god! He was okay. He was a good heel. People were behind him. As a peripheral figure? Yeah. Kind of like Triple H, Batista. Or peripheral, because yeah, 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 peripheral, yeah. not a word, but that's fine. Peripheral figure. Yeah, he's a peripheral. But, but then they bring him to the forefront as like, uh, I'm super jacked babyface again, because he's been wrestling for, at this point, four years. He's been wrestling, and he, ha- he can only play like, I just surfed here on my mother's checks of <laughs> confidence and I love to party but with sodas and centipedes everybody let's go hold hands with girls yeah 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 like he's 1991 sting baby face in 2004 where like a, I woman, look- a dead woman has been fucked on television like you can't Oh yeah, we are through the looking glass. The one thing I okay, I see your point. I would say that in the build to that Chris Benoit match, no one no, no one thought fun. he was going to win. Yeah. And it was weird that they took it off Chris Benoit. It was because they felt that Chris Benoit wasn't a good champion and they wanted to fucking screw Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Which is also, again, why the company is in financial ruin at times. Because they do things like, we don't like this guy. Let's fuck up our product so that he doesn't have this record. Yeah, petty bullshit. Yeah. Not, yeah. But, so he's the baby face and then, uh, and this begins the baby face run of Randy Orton. I actually got back into wrestling at this time, and uh, then there was a very creepy thing that happened shortly after he lost the title, I think, is when I got back into wrestling, because there was this thing that happened when he, his shorts would just get smaller and smaller every week. And blacker and anyone, blacker. Yeah. I yes, don't know I if remember. anyone remembers this. But I do like, remember he this. He started out with like just basically the size of like regular briefs for men, and then... It started showing a bit more thigh and a bit more cock stump every single week. And I was like, are they trying to get him over as a baby face by eventually just showing... Like, are they yes. just going to eventually make him naked? And I'll be like, 
you know what? I like this guy. Yeah. He's got a fat hog and it's got a cigarette in the pee hole. He's got a like stack that. and he's smoking a Marlboro Red in the ring. He's like Sandman but juicy. If they just let him just be the fucking jock that he is in the ring. Imagine the Randy Orton creative pitch meetings. Randy, we want to um, put you in a match with Brock Lesnar. I'm going to win though, right? Because like, I'm pretty handsome and he, he, he doesn't fuck. Um, <laughs> All right. We're going to... This is this uh, concludes the, uh, and then he loses to Triple H because uh, goddamn he runs the company right. Yeah. And uh, after the break, we'll get to uh, the fallout uh, of basically Randy Orton is now. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this like a PBS documentary. Yeah. Randy yeah. Orton is in strife. They've given. You're him listening the title. to. They Dil- thought he was going to be the next one. You're no, listening to Ken Burns RKO. <laughs> when we're back from the break, we discuss the Undertaker feud that almost was the end of the streak initially. Also, how the Undertaker almost got hep C and it led to no more bleeding in the ring. Oh man, if we could just read out of periodicals. We make this a 30-hour Randy Orton yeah. documentary. Wrestling Observer, 2004. Randy Orton yeah. stuck his whole dick <laughs> in Maurice's ass while she was sleeping. <laughs> Maurice. Who's Maurice? Maurice tried... Maurice tried. Who's Maurice? Mrs. Wife. Oh. Maurice tried to sue for rape, but then Vince McMahon convinced her that it was actually being filmed for wrestling. (laughs) Gave her $4. She did not complain anymore. Here's the thing that I don't understand. Everyone. Math. Ah! (laughs) The alphabet. Yeah. (laughs) Dumb. (laughs) You're dumb. You're dumb. (laughs) Fuck you. John's crying. No. John's crying again. <laughs> I am though. Oh, he's crying. But I'm hard as well. Mommy. I'm hard and calling my mom. <laughs> he's hard from crying. He's a weird guy. <laughs> a weird guy. I got fat balls. Say this, we'll go to break. I totally forgot my point. What were you talking about? Oh, how the fuck is the Miz painted as such an asshole? And Randy Orton is essentially a date rapist with a bank account. Because Randy Orton's on some level likable. Is he is not likable. There's nothing likable about a cross-eyed man. Here's the difference. Randy Orton is a guy who's... Okay. How do I say this? Randy Orton... If All right. If WWE is a high school, The Miz is the guy who, like... Did you ever hang out with a dude who you were like, that guy has no friends. I'm going to hang out with him because I feel sorry for him. And then three minutes into hanging out with him, you're like, yeah, fuck that guy. I can see why he has no friends. Whereas Randy Orton is the dude who beats up people... Who like wins a lot of fights, and then you're like, "Fuck! I wish someone could beat that guy up." And then someone like maybe a kid from another school comes by and beats him up, and it's like everyone's so happy. Does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah. So Randy Orton, there's like a a bit of a relatability and a bit of a cool factor to Randy Orton. There's just not there with the Miz. The Miz started out. Randy Orton started out um, beating people with a stupid finishing move and being a real like uh, white meat babyface. Versus The Miz started out as basically Carson Daly for WWE. Yeah, he hosted the really successful Diva Search. Yeah, and and he was like just in the crowd being like, who's our coolest fan tonight, Mike? It's Timmy. He's got a crazy shirt on. You know? Yeah, I'm awesome. The Miz is great, but you can't see. Like he started on a reality show, so there's this weird thing where like you can't see him beating anybody up. Daddy Star on a reality show. All right, so we're going to go to break now. I'll break you with and my dick. You guys break up. Hello, this is Dylan God and John Hastings. And sorry to interrupt Dylan God and John Hastings from talking about wrestling. But right now, we need to ask you to rate, subscribe, and review. 
The Wrestler Review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We have we've been so lazy we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things. Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity and, and no money and no money, no fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter, The Wrestler Review. Follow us on Instagram. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well. We're back from break. <laughs> um, this is this begins Randy Orton's special period where he's uh, he's white meat babyface. And uh, they, they stick him with Stacy Keebler, and they're in love, and it's so awful. And then he RKO's Stacy Keebler. <laughs> yes. Because, goddamn, it's the mid-2000s. You hit that damn woman. Yeah. Welcome to the era of ruthless aggression. It got the Dudleys over. Let's hit every woman. <laughs> <laughs> ruthless aggression. I, what, what is that I hate the era names. So the Attitude Era, the PG Era. Just... The NFL didn't call it the PG era, but everyone else did. The NFL, it still is the PG era. All this, like, it's a new era. No, it's not. Ooh. Until there's a woman covered in shit, and then the <laughs> covered in shit, and there's a character that is just a criminal. Like, until they have the meth head who's called like Skin E Legs, then I'll say it's a new era. <laughs> well, anyway, this is a uh, so he's heel, and now he begins the. He returns to the legend killer gimmick, and uh, and this is when the legend killer just is like, "Let's bring all these old drug addicts to the ring." So this oh young man, buck, he RKO Jake the Snake, and it was Jake the Snake was f- fully like, oh. it was not DDP Yoga Jake the Snake, and it was like the man could barely. Talk. It was Arby's Yoga Jake, like yeah, terrifying. And then he RKO's Jake, and he just my first thought was like. Can Jake stand this? <laughs> his ske- can his skeleton stand this? Well, you can also tell the fa- best thing about that promo is Jake does the short arm clothesline, and you can tell that they were like, do not do the DDT. Yeah. And he almost does the DDT. No, well, he almost did the DDT because it was a sweet, uh, it was a sweet fucking. Uh, nah, he was so going to do it. R-G-O. But, uh, um, yeah. There's this one. It's Let's talk about the Undertaker match, though, um, because <sighs> that was like the first. Was that, that was the first time they really mentioned the streak a lot going into no. something? No, the first time they mentioned the streak, and it was a big thing, was against Ric Flair, and it became more and more prominent. So they mentioned it with Ric Flair. They yeah. didn't mention it the next year because it was supposed to be a tag match with Nathan Jones. And then they just had him beat both the Big Show and Albert because fuck you. Yeah. WrestleMania 20 with Kane, they mention it and it's starting to be a big deal. WrestleMania 21, they now make it a, this is the reason why this is the match. The streak is is the thing. Yeah. And Orton, this is, and then to get him extra heat, Bob Orton, his daddy come back. Um, they do the cast spot. I like. I really like this match, but I will say this about it. Now, the like, reason why, because Orton was supposed to win this match, and the reason why he didn't is that Bob Orton's Jr. bled in the ring. Bob Orton Jr. has Hep C, yeah, and the Undertaker could have contracted it because he didn't. No one told him. Wow. And he was like, "Fuck you! You don't get like, you don't get to win." And he kept the streak. Another call in the ring. What? No, he just didn't tell anyone. What do you mean? Like, all right. Uh, just tell me this. Like, when was the bleeding incident? On a SmackDown. Oh, okay. All right. Because the way, yeah. Sorry, just want to clarify yeah, that. Yeah, no, the way you explained it, it was like, like, <laughs> you, <laughs> the way you explained it, I thought, like, he bled in the ring at Romania, and then Undertaker tasted the blood, and he was like, I know this from Michelle McCool's puss. This is Epsi blood. You're not taking the belt, Orton. Joke slam. Um, it was a good match. I will say this. It was a good match, but I just want to say this. 
No one, and I, I don't mean to sound like a dick, but uh, squirt, squirt, baby. Um, <laughs> when a guy does his finishing move and then crawls over to a dude and puts one arm on him, like I didn't buy the RKO near fall. Like I don't know, it's just hard for me to make a match, like to think of a match being great if I don't buy the near falls, which I just don't buy near falls anymore. Yeah, but it's because you don't have anywhere to put any of them because you got a small place. Nice. Hello, who's this show business? On the way. (laughs) Um, I just don't buy them. No, I agree. That's the beginning of also all of the fucking Undertaker matches where it's just like, is he going to lose? No. Yeah. There's Uh, no... I've never... When... And they all fall. I never thought the streak was going to end until it did. Does that make sense? Yeah, no one did. I never wanted it to end. I think that I thought they needed to do. No, they. I liked that it ended. I hate it and now. In, in retrospect, they really ended it at the at the proper time. And it's the last good thing that they've done with, like, it's the last super memorable moment from our WrestleMania. That Hell in a Cell from last year's WrestleMania will go down as. The only thing worse was the big boss man one where they straight up hung him in the (laughs) ring. (laughs) That was great, though. Show me your belly more. Ooh, but yeah. uh, So Orton loses to Taker, which is, you know, whatever. I thought Orton kind of should have won. Oh, absolutely. At that time. But it was also like you can't really you can't really put that much shine on a dude whose character isn't that over. Like, you can't just, like, oh, the young guy beats the old guy because that's how it works in wrestling. Because wrestling isn't, like, obviously a real sport where it's like, oh, this dude beat Michael Jordan, but this dude's not as charismatic as Michael Jordan, blah, 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 so he's not, he won't be as big, he won't be as big a uh, draw. And the next kind of uh, key point in Randy Orton's career is rated RKO with Edge. I was okay. I, I was trying DX. to remember if there was something between this and rated RKO when they bring back DX and just oh god. Talk well, this about is also if you want to talk about if grave. you want to talk about now if you want to talk about smashing all of Randy Orton's uh, misconduct because this is the time where it gets out of hand where it's like yeah. he's shitting in bags <laughs> he's cheating on his wife he no shows a bunch of OVW spots because he apparently had a paid vacation he kept blaming everything on Jill and Laurinaitis it's where he becomes the Viper um, is it Legacy then Rated RKO or is it Rated RKO and then Legacy Rated RKO then Legacy um they have to rewrite the wellness policy because he just keeps violating it. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, I don't think it's for steroids. Like, I think it's for the booger sugar. Like, because it's not like he's super cut. No, he was on steroids for a while. You could see that. You could definitely see it. What era? Rated RKO. He's on steroids. Is he? Yeah. Like, um, fro- like not gelled up hair with without the sleeve tattoos. Randy Orton is on steroids because you can see when he becomes when they actually put the wellness policy into actual effect. You see, and you you'll see this if you watch any of the like, yeah, the Burning Light theme song where Randy Orton was the legend killer and and did his slow like, here I am, I'm Randy. Yeah. That you and and then you watch him with the sleeves walk out to the ring slowly. Like just watch, all right, watch a match from two thousand six and then watch a match from two thousand eleven. You'll see that he's on steroids because he. What what happens is when he wears his wrist tape, and this is why I don't wear watches. You can really see how small his forearms get, and you can see how big his hands are. Like you just see that his hands are the same size, but the rest of his body is fucking shrunk. 
Like he was definitely, definitely on steroids. Interesting. Because there's another the stock. You watch even watch this clip. The just watch these two clips. The stalker RKO um, that he hits on uh, Michaels, which is one of the cooler ones where they shoot it really well. Where Michaels is in the ring, and then you see just Randy Orton's head pop up, and Michaels turns around and he RKOs him. Um, Watch how just straight gassed up that man is. It's insane. Um, But rated RKO, fucking great time to have a tag team. They're also one of the only people. They were the only threat to DX that actually got over on DX. Like Edge and him did a beatdown on DX that was crazy. Completely. I remember and on a Raw like that, but that was the only. But I remember DX never ever being in jeopardy except for that one Raw. And I'm not saying that they booked them super strong. I'm saying that like they should have beaten them down like eight times. Obviously. Well, they tried to do that with the Spirit Squad. Like they also just fucking they're like, oh yeah, DX just walking through the Spirit Squad like a million times too. And then. Th- I hated that f- that fucking insider shit they did during this era because remember DX would throw them through them into, into a, a crate that set crate that said OVW yeah yeah that's like just fuck off it was all that sort of stuff because it was also it's Vince trying to be insider because he's trying to appeal to the internet which is why now they they ignore the internet because they're like they didn't get it when we did and it's like because that's stupid and that's not the insider shit people want to see. I don't know, man. I, I don't want to get off. Uh, I don't want to get off on this tangent, but get I, off on it, baby. I just think they should go. They should just full kayfabe it again. Why not? I agree. They shouldn't be on. Like WWE magazine should just be pro wrestling illustrated, (laughs) where it's like, oh, what's his strength and weaknesses as a wrestler? It's fake, but we're pretend it's real. It also should. They shouldn't be on Twitter. Like Randy Orton shouldn't be on Twitter unless he's literally. He should be trolling people, being like Donald Trump's the greatest president, much like how I'm the greatest world champion. Like he shouldn't be like posting photos of his kids. Yeah. Like, he should be protected and there's an image. In the way that, like, John Wayne was like, get up on Sunday, you go to church with a whiskey hangover. You want to know why? Because you had a good time with your male friends on Saturday night. <laughs> so we raid RKO, which was great. Um, this is another great thing, which is the legacy. This is also during the time where he, as it turns out, mm-hmm. loves cheating on his wife. He's a wrestler, man. Oh, but with a fervor and passion. How do you know this? Because it's legitimately on wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> who did he cheat on his wife with they just talked about how his uh his his where is it oh, it wasn't on wikipedia it was on a wrestlepedia a wrestle wiki i was looking at earlier today but it was his marriage to samantha spino mm-hmm. from 2007 um uh and they separated in 2012 was marred by his rampant infidelities i just remember that. <laughs> even this loser knows yeah but you the know, f- like, if you... He's, sh- on, he's on the road. You, we've both been on the road. We've never cheated. But we're not Randy Orton. I am. I'm the Randy Orton of comedy. Listen, John, when we do stand-up, we, t- we talk about our insecurities and dumb things we did usually. Not me. But Randy Orton comes out shirtless and wins a match. That's what I'm doing now. My Ember show? My Ember show? come to see Integrity. Integrity has now actually finished its run as you're hearing this. But if you had come to see it, all you'd see me is shirtless yelling, let's get it on at a crowd of people. (laughs) Let's listen to this episode when it airs on August 28th uh, because I'm going to throw this out there, John. Can I throw this out there? Uh, we're either going to be like, why weren't we happy or why weren't we sadder? <laughs> 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 every day, it, like, the only thing I understand about Edinburgh, it is a show to five every day. You're doing at least one show every fucking day for an hour. Yeah. It's insane. 
which is why we're pre-recording all of these, which is why I'm assuming uh, I'm celebrating your WWE champion right now, Triple H. Yeah, I can't believe that Vince McMahon won the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship <laughs> at SummerSlam, <laughs> which is, by the way, what they're calling it, and I wish I, wish I was dead. <laughs> I love that. Do you? The Universal Championship? Yeah, of course. Fuck you. He's the champion of the universe? Yeah, so SmackDown's just the world, and Raw gets the... I hope this is... Raw gets the... I hope this just introduces first contact with aliens. I just hope... aliens come in and be like, John Cena, you think you can beat up... I guarantee Randy Orton's career is one of the things that's preventing an alien contact with this planet. (laughs) Well, if any alien contact would have come in, it would have been during the legacy. It would have been during the legacy. Three guys pegged for like Randy. It was great because it was like a redo of evolution, but Randy Orton really needed a new uh, coat of paint, and this really gave it to him. Yeah, he was just like, what are you? I got a big dick, and these are my friends. Who yeah, exactly. wants to three fucking, fuck? It was so old school wrestling. Three fucking jocks. Just, just three fucking jocks. I've always said is just Cody find... Cody was fucking great. Find a Ted guy... Ted Jr. was fucking great during this period. Find a guy who is Christian Laudner from the fucking Deuce ba- Duke basketball team of the 90s. Yeah. Just an unlikable dick yeah. who wins. Yeah. That's what all three of these dudes were. And if they had to stressed more heavily the tag team's... Like Orton, I'm sorry, Orton Rhodes and DiBiase could still be tag teams, and I just wish they would have differentiated them more. Like you can't just Orton and DiBiase, but never have Dusty Rhodes on TV. Never have Ted DiBiase. On That's TV. the problem is because they'll just be out. They'll just outshine their kids. You and also, want. if they are, then your kids attack them. Exactly. The, the one thing they never did, and it, it's because it's Dusty, and Dusty would have been like, nah, baby, I don't, my son, he'll not lay a hand on the Mecca beam, yeah. is they didn't have fucking uh, Cody walk up to his dad, spit in his face, call him a fat fuck, and say, I'm with Ric Flair now. If they did that, like, that would have been, if they did that in South Carolina, if they did that in Greensboro, literally the town would have rioted. I don't want to sound like a, a d-bag, but if they did it in Florida, also Florida, the dusty stronghold, because Greensboro is flare country, they would have just been like, "Goddamn right, Cody, you get that pussy." <laughs> yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, if you did it in Florida, Eddie Graham would have come out of a gra- grave and been like, "Who's got rope? I need to kill myself again so no one finds out about my divorce." <laughs> but this is also the ri- great Randy Orton uh, feud with Triple H, where he does the fucking money angle of like, they headline at WrestleMania with this. The uh, the money angle of fucking Triple H, Randy Orton, and him DDTing Stephanie. Yeah, and showing up at, and Triple H shows up at his house, and uh, yeah, they do three two segments with his wife, but it's a different actress for both times. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, no, it was it, it's what, it's a great wrestling flub. Is it's like they show that Randy Orton has supposedly had one wife for this entire period, and it's three different actors. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. This is also the punt. This is the era of the punt, which was gr- oh the punt kick, fucking great move. I just it's they don't call it the punt, call it he kicks a man in the head. I love the punt. Um, it looked silly, but then you would get it's because you couldn't do like a real punt almost. So the way he would do it is he would like do like what would seem like a high knee, but then mm. he would just like flick his foot forward and. You actually, but you actually got reports that he really hurt people because people would be like, "This looks stupid. You have to lay it in." 
And he would just lay it in and be like, now that guy has concussion. (laughs) Yeah. But they put it, but like, this was also when they started going back to just strikes as finishers. And they really did an amazing job of putting over the punt because people would just be like, that guy's concussed. He's out for like two months. Hey, well, it's also because there's a difference where you're like, well, he kicked him in the head. I've been kicked in the head and I still have a job. No, you don't. You dumb idiot. Yeah, because he would run across the ring and then just like, and the way he did it was like, is almost like because when he goes to going over the top when he gets like the RKO and he's going on the thing and he's getting like he's he's fucking the ground like he's literally doing like what Bobby Brown would do at a concert where he's like, ooh, this is your wife, this is your wife, yeah, this is your wife, my prerogative, my prerogative, my but prerogative. He, but the thing is with the with the punt and we did talk about this in an earlier episode with uh, Earthquake is it's one of the only moves where he he gets he can set up for it and there's the moment of like is he gonna hit it and he hits it. I would say three out of four times. The fourth time the guy moves, but having established it, th- those three out of four times he actually hits it, um, is is very very important because when he does the knuckles on the ground, like I'm, I'm a viper, so, I'm getting so horny because I'm gonna RKO you. He never hits it that way. No, he never hit it as a heel. Sometimes he does it as a face. He hits it that way, but usually it's like a half cocked version of that setup. <laughs> but. Um. Yeah, a, a very great move, and I miss those old games where you could do the punt because that was just down to the RKO. And honestly, I think it's it's just too fed of it. Like you need three or four moves that you can end a match. I think so. I also think that he suffered badly when CM Punk rose to ascension because I don't know why those two were ever put into a program together because they I think that they and they they had a built-in sort of rivalry of the fact that he punted. CM Punk and they put and they just yeah. took the belt off of him. So the built-in rivalry there and why they never revisited it, it probably had something to do with Punk not liking Randy Orton. I'm guessing. Well, the the one thing I I had heard is that the Kill Switch Engage theme song, the yeah, uh, yeah the Punk had Randy Orton wanted that as his theme song, but they were like, no voices like your character is the slow the Viper thing now. So we need you to have a slow song and we need you to have take eight commercial breaks to get to the ring because Raw is going to be three hours in a couple years. It was already three hours at that point, wasn't it? I don't know how long it's been three hours. Maybe it's like been a couple... It's been... Fuck, it's been like three or four. No, it's been longer. Like I was, because that's 2011 is when the the summer of Punk, when Punk fucking out of almost nowhere goes from the ne- Nexus leader to fucking super exciting because that was when like we went from like we'll read about Raw on the internet to like, we were still doing comedy shows because we both still lived in Toronto. Yeah. And we're like, we got to go watch Raw in a bar somewhere. Yeah. Because it was like, what's going to happen? But this is also the period where he gets out of Legacy and then this is volume eight of them trying to make people Stone Cold Steve Austin because they just straight up do that with Randy Orton. And where he breaks up with Legacy and beats both Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase at a WrestleMania. Oh, like squash yeah. matches them. And then that's the end of Ted DiBiase and the establishing of what led to Cody Rhodes quitting WWE. Yeah, the beginning of Stardust, which then his dad dies. Could I go back to, could I be the new American Dream in tribute to my father? No. <laughs> Just dashing Cody Rhodes was amazing. I liked Cody Rhodes when he had the fucking nose guard. Yeah, exactly. Dashing Cody Rhodes. Was that dashing Cody Rhodes? Yeah, that was dashing Cody Rhodes because he someone broke his nose and then he kept the nose guard on because he didn't want his face to get hurt again. I f- fucking loved it. I, Cody Rhodes. And I love the idea of like, because next week we'll be doing Ravishing Rick Rude, and I love the idea of everyone else has an alliteration, but he's dashing Cody Rhodes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just just a fucking yeah, dashing. They, they can't call him Cumsy's Cody Rhodes. They can call him Cutie Cody. 
Oh, no. Not- the bubblegum hit of the summer. Cute Cody Rhodes. But then they fuck it up here because the key to Randy Orton, and maybe this isn't it. It's shitting in a bag. Dumb, but the key to Randy Orton as a character and the key to like just a character is don't change the guy that much. He came in as a no, dick. I, if he's a baby face, have him be a dick. And, and the key As is, I've said it, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. If you're McDonald's, make hamburgers. I don't want pizza from McDonald's. I'll go to Pizza Hut. Randy Ooh. Orton is a brash dick jock. Yeah. Make him a brash dick jock. When Ric Flair found the robe, saying woo, having sex with women, showing his dick to stewardists, getting drunk, and winning matches, they did not deviate from that yeah. for 30 years. Yeah. When Hulk Hogan figured out, rip your shirt off, leg drop, they didn't stop doing that. Even when he was the fucking heel champion of WCW, he won every match by hulking up and dropping a leg drop. There's certain things where it goes... That's what the fans are looking for from you. I don't want to see Michael Jordan playing baseball. He plays basketball. Yeah. The The problem with the constant repackaging of Randy Orton, they're going to bring him back again as a fucking face. They already brought him back as like fucking baby face, baby face. And they shouldn't. He should be walking to the ring going, hey, uh, Brock Lesnar, oh, you want at UFC 200? Well, you're in a man's house now. I don't care. Yeah. And have him literally bring Paul Heyman out. And they RKO Paul Heyman like 50 times. Like he just beats, the, he keeps beating the but shit out of Paul Heyman. the important Heyman. thing is sneak attacks. Like he should never one-on-one attack somebody. Because that's what got him over. Like when people started getting into him and in the legacy, in the legacy, it was because he was a sneaky fucking dick. Yeah, he's a cock. He's a fucking, yeah. you just hate his dumb. He looks like a cock. He looks like a fat dick. He looks like a fucking asshole. And then after That's the noise the ladies make. After people start getting into him and then decide, actually, we don't like this guy. Now it's been like four years of who gives a shit about Randy Orton. Complete with like the mania push they try to do where him and Cena were in the same ring. We're in the ring at the Rumble. And then they both point to the WrestleMania sign. And everyone was like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I don't care. Because there was a time when they were like, fuck, Randy Orton's like, he's got like a stone cold feel to him. But then they didn't know how to, they didn't, they started, they they walked into something inadvertently. And when they were handed this thing, they just fumble it. But he didn't have a stone cold feel. He had a cockish dick. He's closer to Ric Flair as a heel than anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A brash, like, I'm going to win. I'm interested to see where they go with him. I think he was he was gr- they should have done more with the fucking program with him and Daniel Bryan after WrestleMania 30. Why the fuck did they immediately just went uh, into putting the shield over? It was just fucking rude and shitty because it fucked Daniel Bryan's. You put him with Kane and yeah. you didn't even address the fact they were tag team partners, like that sort of stuff. They also don't position Randy as always being a number two heel. He's always three four, or he's a face, and they're like. Trying to overcome adversity. But for the longest time, he was like the dick heel who was number two to Triple H. Like, no matter what, they would always have Triple H being number one. Except for Cena. Cena, they were like, this guy sells fucking t-shirts like mad. He's he's our number one guy. Orton never sold the merch that Cena did. No, and he never would because he wasn't positioned in a way that he's going to sell merch. That's the other thing with their payment structure and stuff like that is every guy wants to be a face and have a catchphrase because they'll be the good guys. They need to address that. And readjust their payment structure so that the fucking batty boys are fine being batty boys. <laughs> but think about this. Randy Orton has pretty much been... You don't want to know how a top often... Level, a top level wrestler for fucking over 10 years. 12 years. 12 years. 
12 years, four years into wrestling. He's been on top That's for the one thing years. that is crazy about this stage of wrestling is how the versatility of these performers. Like, these guys have been high mid-card to main event. Most of them for nine. Some of them for, like, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, think about when Sheamus came in. That was, like, 2008. Yeah, and yet still eight years. no one likes him. Yet, as it stands now, I've yet to see someone go, I can't wait until Sheamus is in the ring. <laughs> That's terrifying. But our, um, so let's uh, all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, I apologize for skirting over the last four years, but he won the title and then he lost it, and then like no one cared. Like, yeah, here are the three eras people care about: Randy Orton, Evolution, Rated RKO, Legacy, and then the last ditch is Randy Orton, like a top flight. Can he be the top guy? And the answer was no because. They didn't know what to do with them. No, and also they tried, like, in the, like, one of many times when they did the McMahon, Helmsy, the authority, that, f- I fucking Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, and then he's the authority champion. And he's the authority champion, but he isn't really because he's not that kind of guy, and it's also they forget that wrestling fans know all about this and, and think of it as one continuous history between these athletes, not this restart yeah. constantly. And he, three WrestleManias previous, fucking, he tried to murder Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. And he manipulated it so Triple H and him. Apologies for yawning. He manipulated it so that him and Triple H were going to have a big feud, but they weren't going to have the. um, But it was countouts and disqualifications. Yeah, like it's just fucked. Yeah, that. But that's well, that's their their theory is the wrestling fans don't remember anything. Where it's like, no, we're old nerds. We remember everything, everything except for what a woman smells like. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Do you want to know why I don't need to remember that? Because I've got my sunny Skype call coming up in two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> What's your best thing about Randy Orton? RKO. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, what? Do you have something different? Um, my best thing about Randy Orton is. Uh, Please say overdrive, and I'll just turn the recorder off. <laughs> mm, my 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 favorite thing about Randy Orton is his uh his sneak attacks, and I think the. The thing about all right, you watch watch Diamond Dallas Page because it's the exact same gimmick, the D- Diamond Cutter out of nowhere, yeah, um, and the RKO out of nowhere, and just watch how ath- much more athletic and smooth Randy Orton is. There's one RKO he hits on Rey Mysterio that may be my favorite spot I've ever seen, where uh, Mysterio basically he he runs in on uh, on a match in SmackDown. Uh, Mysterio is going for the six one nine. The guy's dazed. Randy Orton kicks the guy. Like, Mysterio is on the ropes. Orton slides in the ring so smoothly, pushes the guy out of the way. Uh, Mysterio jumps. Orton RKO's him. Jumps up and on one foot... On like he's on one on his tiptoes on one foot, looks at Mysterio, smirks, and then does a back bump, rolls out of the ring. And then smirks in the aisleway and does his pose. And it's like the smoothest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. He is so smooth in the ring, and he has such a, like, amazing... It's this weird charisma where it's like... he He's a fucking cool heel without trying to be a cool heel. Like, Nash tried to be a cool heel. Uh, Razor tried to be a cool heel. But it's like, Randy Orton just connects on this... Like, he has such a great and odd physical charisma that the... That over a 16-year career, they've been able to harness in little, little, small windows, but just not fully. And I don't think he knows if he understands it, because, like, someone else had to understand why Ric Flair was good to book Ric Flair, you know? Like, Ric Flair, like, you read about this all the time, has confidence problems with his performance. 
And it's just like, I don't believe Randy Orton suffers from constant issues uh, because he's fo- too busy fucking smoking and fingering whoever the fuck he feels yeah. like. What's your name? Rebe- like, I just Who told like, you to like, talk? That's the charisma Randy Orton has. I, you wouldn't be surprised if Randy Orton had ever not... I, I wouldn't be surprised if this sounds weird, but he's not a virgin because he just likes getting blown because he hates moving. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like Randy Orton, I agree. Me. I agree. Randy Orton also does strike me as the kind of guy who's like, I'm going to take a big shit into your pussy. And a girl's like, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll go along with it. You don't deserve my dick. Yeah. yeah he's he, he connects. And I'm sure there's a thousand. I'm sure this is isn't region specific. But he's the he's just that to me he's that asshole at a party, but he's like he looks kind of cool, and they went too far with the viper thing when he became schizophrenic, like just have him be a douche, and that's that's where they go what wrong. What do you mean right? he became schizophrenic? That's what the voices song is about. Uh, that's what that's what his next character evolution was is that he's schizophrenic no. and he hears voices. He's and they, gone. They tell him to do bad things. And like it just becomes this cartoon thing, which probably maybe worked for kids, but I mean, I'm I'm a grown man. He's I'm a grown man with no friends. All right. Um. So, what's your worst thing about Randy Orton? I'm gonna say his face. <laughs> okay. I don't like his eyes. His eyes go the wrong way, and it bugs the shit out of me. He's very handsome. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like competition for the ladies. Okay. <laughs> um. I'm gonna say my worst thing is are his promos. Uh. I think that. Um, I don't know if I've seen a dude get that much mic time and never really figure out how to be engaging. Amazing point. What a fucking great point. Yeah, he's had so much mic time and yet like can't... He started r- out good, and then it's been 13 years, and he's still just good. He's just barely clinging on. He's the second dude who hands the mic. He's Tully Blanchard. He's good. No, I think Tully's better than him because yeah. Tully had this little like that fucking rat fuck. <laughs> yeah, smack that rat yeah. face piece of shit. Tully's like, the kind of guy. Tully, you're just waiting for him to lick his knuckles yeah. and slap the cameraman. Because here's the difference between a guy who's really good on the mic and a guy like Orton. Orton needs to win to be effective because he doesn't have the verbal skills to make you care that even though he lost, come see me again. Yeah, Tully Blanchard, you could have that dude lose. Every single week, and people would be like, "I want to see that guy get beat up again. I just need to see it." Yeah. Whereas Orton, it's like, "Yeah, I, he he lost good. He's it's kind of this weird." Thing. I'm loving kicking this fucking empty <laughs> cup. <laughs> you hate cups. Yeah, it's this weird thing that, uh, and a lot of wrestlers have it. Obviously, if you're gonna lose once, then you're kind of like your mystique is gone. Um, but Orton had just really the opportunity to make himself that special as a as a wrestler and i don't know maybe he maybe it's just a limitation of this performer cuz it's weird to see batista overtake him on the mic batista also became there's a lot listen it's this is now officially the longest episode we've ever done good by far it's an hour with edits it'll be an hour 17 i'm going to delete everything about it that's not us talking about his tattoos <laughs> we haven't yeah. talked about his tattoos at all. Exactly, it's no episode. <laughs> all right, um, <laughs> all right. So that's which one of his tattoos is your favorite tattoo? Uh, the tribal <laughs> tattoo. I really like just the skull tattoo. That's just he just isn't. He has daughters. Imagine going to school. Uh, um. Oh, you mean oh. You imagine getting driven to school by a guy with sleeve tattoos and a pickup truck? That's everyone in Florida's reality. That's a good point. Why else do every wrestler live in Florida? Oh, he lives in Missouri, which is a bizarre. 
Does he? That makes me think he's racist. <laughs> Why? Do, how do you know where he lives? Because I read it. I don't. I never look at that. I didn't read fucking house numbers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you did. Oh, he hit him with the Randy knockout. <laughs> that might be the worst thing about him. What is called the Randy knockout? You just made me forget that the Randy. Uh, what's your finishing move? The DDT. Oh, that's a cool name. What's yours? Mine's my initials. I'm the Randy knockout man. Oh, what's my what's my finishing move? It's the Adlington. It's my middle name. Oh, yeah, your middle name is Dylan Adlington. Oh, well, how do I make my finishing move my 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 name? Watch out! I just hit him with the Robert. I'm a thin pussy. I'm a thin little loser pussy. Please yeah. listen to us again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sean Hastings. I'm Dylan Guy. Go out there and find yourself a fucking pussy that looks like a wallet. Smoke cigarettes, shit in people's bags. More specifically, women's. Try and, try and give a man hepatitis C using your father. <laughs> Beside himself after that shocking attack, and then of course uh, on SmackDown last week, and then Orton had crossed the line, one that you can't come back from. I've been waiting for Triple H all night. I might as well come out here and wait right in this ring. That is, if he's going to show up at all. Now, for those of you who think that Triple H will show up and avenge his wife, then congratulations. Because if that happens, then Triple H truly is a McMahon. Arrogant, out of touch, and just plain stupid. Triple H thinks that his wife Stephanie is a victim, but he is wrong. I am the victim. All I ever wanted to do was mind my own business and proceed with my career, but the McMahons just wouldn't stay out of my way. Weeks ago, Vince McMahon insulted my family and when he was about to fire me, I lost control and I kicked him in the skull as hard as I could. I have IED. You see. Then I beat Shane McMahon at no way out, but he just kept coming. He wouldn't stop. Last week he challenged me and I did exactly what I said I was going to do and I kicked him in the head and put him in the hospital right next to his old man. It didn't have to go down like that, Shane, but you pushed me and you pushed me until I pushed back. And then, there's Stephanie. The last time that she got in my face, 
She slapped me. Triple H's wife, Stephanie, thinks that she can do whatever she wants, whatever she pleases, because of what her last name is. But then she got in my face again, and instinct took over. You people sitting in the crowd, you judge me. You have no idea what I go through. You have no idea what it's like to be at the top of your profession. You despise me because I can do things that you only fantasize about. You have no idea what it's like to be famous, to be a celebrity, to be constantly scrutinized by the public, by the media. You people have no idea the pressure that I am under. But the McMahons do. Stephanie, you should have known better. I can only hope that Triple H's children were watching last week so that they can learn from their mother's mistakes. <laughs>